bottom line. It is a thing that is happening and it is a thing that can be celebrated. I've also always said that, you know, squirting can be considered nature's way of celebrating. I'm Rachel, and you're listening to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Owning Your Sexual Self. I was just scrolling over on Instagram and this meme came up. If you don't already follow the account, sorrydad.co, it is one of my favorite, favorite Instagram accounts. And literally this meme that they shared, they, they share multiple a day, but this one says, when I say make me in air quotes, I mean that in the most sexual way possible. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny, especially for the topic of today's episode. We're talking squirting. I can't. I literally, I can't even believe that this is the first episode that I'm going to have on this podcast. We're going on over three years now, and I've never talked about squirting. I've I've actually been a guest on other podcasts where I get asked about squirting. And, and in fact, when I do my pure romance parties and things, like squirting is is always something that comes up at almost every single party. And I usually get asked, like, what is squirting? How do I do it? Or it's it's happened to somebody and they're like, what? what isn't even is this? And did I just like pee on my partner? Like what is happening? And I've also heard, you know, people slide into my DMs of the male generation. And they're all about like, how can I get my woman to squirt? How can I make her squirt? Right. And generally, generally, when somebody asks me something about their partner, a man asks me about their partner, how can I make her do X, Y, Z? My response is usually you can't. (laughs) We can't make somebody do anything, right? However, when it comes to squirting, we're going to talk about so many things today. Like squirting actually is something that if you have that, you're having that experience with somebody, there are different techniques and things that you can do that can potentially bring your partner to the process, if you will, of squirting. So in this podcast today, I am covering what is squirting, kind of like the the science behind it. What is the the squirt essentially even made up of? Is it, again, the number one question I get is like, is it pee? Am I peeing on my partner? And real quick to just kind of disbunk that myth, um, squirting and peeing are two different things. Like peeing, you're actively, you have control over that. You have control of your bladder. You are pushing out pee out of your urethra, right? Squirting can actually happen voluntarily or non-voluntarily, which is something I'll also cover in the podcast today. So again, squirting is so much different than the act of peeing um, because squirting, actually, this is something that is, it makes it difficult for some women to squirt squirting is letting go of that control. And that's something that's really, really hard for a lot of women to do, especially if we have experienced shame or trauma in our life, which hello, most of us have some sort of shame, some sort of sexual shame specifically that is present in our life. And so that thought behind letting go completely and letting go and and allowing that control to be in the hands of our partner that can be really intimate, that can be really emotional. Um, And so that is the third, maybe fourth, I don't really have bullet points here, but that is another thing that we're going to cover on this podcast today is really the emotional, um, the emotional support that 
I believe should be present when we are experiencing, you know, quote unquote, trying to make our partner squirt for the first time or us as women, we're trying to squirt for the first time, or maybe it's happened to you before and you're wanting to do it more. Like you're wanting to have more control over the act of squirting so that you can then let go of control while the squirting is happening. (laughs) I hope that that made sense. So, and then definitely going over some different uh, techniques and positions and things for you as well. So I know I'm going to get asked this and I'm just going to say it as blatantly. I am a woman who has never squirted in her life. Okay. And I actually have some shame around that now that I'm, you know, saying this, this is a podcast that is listened to all over the world by people. I know just by the title of this, it's going to get a lot of listens. So for me to vocally say that and become transparent with you on that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little sweaty, (laughs) not going to lie, but, and where that shame is coming from, right? I, I'm a sex and relationship coach. This is what I do. And that just goes to show you that even the even us in this field, like we have not tried all the things. Maybe maybe there's a coach or a therapist or somebody out there that has tried all the things. But for me personally, um, it I have not tried all the things. However, I am a student of my craft, and that is why squirting has come up more recently as a topic. And at the beginning of this month, I said, you know, it's love month, so we're going to be focusing on some things around self-love. We talked spanking uh, two weeks ago. We talked about opening up your relationship, three kinky things to try for Valentine's Day. And so squirting really falls into the outline and the agenda that I had planned for this month. So in saying that, and that I have never been somebody that squirts before, it never really was it never really was a thing for me. You know, I've heard from many women again that I've worked with um, when they've experienced squirting, it's like this, it's like this huge puddle that happens. And then there's like a lot of cleanup after it. And, you know, sometimes I've heard from women like how far it can shoot and stuff like that. And so in my mind, I was like, I don't, I don't think I really want to experience that. Um, I, yeah, I, I have a little bit of the more, cleanliness if you will like for instance I don't like shower sex mainly for the fact that like if I touch the inside of the shower when I'm in the shower it completely grosses me out so to like be like pushed up against the shower oh god like even this <laughs> even just thinking of that right now like makes me cringe and so same thing um or like in sex if it like gets too wet like if I accidentally like use maybe like too much lube um, I'm just like, this is, this is too much. Like we literally, I have to wipe this away. Like it, it, it's just like overwhelming. It overstimulates my brain almost. So the thought of squirting really never, uh, like it, it just wasn't on my radar until recently, <laughs> as you've heard me talk, uh, of late months, uh, Danny and I have definitely been exploring more in our sexual lives and, there was a point when we were in a position, I can't remember if it was a sex position or if he was fingering me, I don't remember. But I remember, this was a few months ago, I remember stay, saying out loud, like, oh my, I, I think I'm going to squirt. Like something is happening, something is happening in my body right now like that I've never experienced before and I, I think I might squirt. And his response was, well, I wouldn't mind that. And then, of course, my curiosity starts to flare. I'm like, well, we've, we've like talked about, you know, we've done like our want, will, won't list and stuff like that. 
I actually can't even remember if squirting is even on the want, will, won't list. Um, and now I need to look back and even see that, um, which by the way, that list is available at rachelmain.com under the free resources tab if you want that. But yeah, we, I mean, we've talked about it here and there, but nothing really in depth. So when he said that, like, it wouldn't bother me. I'm like, hmm. So then of course the nerd in me wants to talk about sex after the sex is happening. So after we are done, I'm like, so I was like, do you, is that something that you desire? Like, do you want me to do that? (laughs) And he's like, you know, if you, if you want to, I, I don't remember the conversation in full, but, um, it was something along those lines. Like basically if you, if you wanted to, like, I would enjoy experiencing that with you. And he, to, to my knowledge, actually, cause I think I remember asking him, had he ever been with somebody that has squirted or has he ever made somebody squirt before? And I'm pretty sure his answer was no, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure his answer was no. Because then I remember getting it in my head, like, who I want to be his first. Like, I want to be each other's first, you know, to experience that. There's a lot of firsts that we've been experiencing together uh, lately. And it's been quite interesting and fun. (laughs) So anyways, that is kind of my story. So that all goes to say that I've been doing a lot more research on squirting, both for myself. And again, this is something that I've already had some background education on um, because I get asked about it a lot from women. So the best resource that I have found, um, two places where you can consume this. First is going to be the following Kenneth Play. Kenneth Play is somebody that I was introduced into um, when I first started working with Alexa. And he is a sex hacker. Like literally his course is called Sex Hacker Pro. So he actually coaches men out on how to be better lovers and how to be more sexual um, beings and, and really how to pleasure women better. He's a fascinating man, you guys. Fascinating. You should definitely follow him. Um, and so I will link the I will link his program. He has the Sex Hacker Pro course, which is incredible, incredible, incredible. You it is basically like educational porn, and there is a whole module on there about squirting where he is he has himself he has other female partners there and he is teaching you these techniques that I'm going to talk about on this podcast today he is teaching you you see them happening right there in front of your face again educational porn you see these women orgasming you see the emotional support that he provides them you see I mean it is so good it's so 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 good there's some sex education in there that he gives it is wonderful if you don't want to purchase the full-on program, he recently came out, he wrote a book, and that is what I have right here today. This is this is what I've been uh, reading up on and preparing for this episode today. So his book is called Beyond Satisfied, A Sex Hacker's Guide to Endless Orgasms, Mind-Blowing Connection, and Lasting Confidence. And again, that is by Kenneth Play. How awesome also that his name is Play. I wonder if that's actually his real last name or if he changed that somewhere along the lines. Okay, so first question is what what is this the squirt? <laughs> what is the squirt actually? Like what is the substance that comes out of our bodies? And the answer is there is really not any conclusive research around this. Some like it, it not to say that it's well, yeah, I guess I can say it's different for everyone. In general, it's going to be the same things, but where it's coming from, what it is, is 
is inconclusive. Like that, that is all I can say around that. Now, generally it is, it is mainly water. It is mainly water because our bodies are made of mostly, you know, mostly water, 85%, 75 or 85% water, whatever it is. And then there's also like this milky white substance. Cause you'll notice it almost, it's almost like a watered down discharge. And if you're a woman, you understand what I'm talking about. So if you're, it's like a watered down discharge is what, what it looks like when it comes out. And so this milky substance is actually said to come be coming from our skin's glands, um, which is right around our urethral opening. However, again, in this, when I've been digging into this research that Kenneth Play has done and his partner has done, they really aren't sure like why this fluid is getting produced and also why or what is actually coming out of like if it's coming from the bladder, if it's coming from the urethra, it's coming from the skin gland, like it, it really is, it is uncertain, but it's happening. <laughs> that is the bottom line. It is a thing that is happening and it is a thing that can be celebrated. I've also always said that, you know, squirting can be considered nature's way of celebrating. So choose to look at it how you want, you know? So moving into now this emotional side of squirting, as I was getting at a little bit in the beginning, you know, when, when you think about your sexual history and your partner's sexual history, if there is that shame or trauma that is present, you know, the act of squirting, again, your body, you're releasing that control. So that, that act of squirting, it can be intimidating for somebody. It can be something that they may be closed off to, like literally they're, bo- they're clenching their body subconsciously, not even knowing that, avoiding for this to happen. And also there are some sensations that occur when squirting is happening that not everybody likes. So I need to say this too, like squirting isn't for everyone necessary. There's going to be some people that it happens. And I've actually met these women too, these women that I've encountered um, at events and whatnot that say like, how, how can I get it to stop? How, how can I, I want, I don't want this to happen, you know, and how can I voice that to my partner? Maybe that I don't want to happen. Because squirting is something that I think a lot of people learn about through porn. And when we see it happening in porn, honestly, a lot of times it's like these, this gushes and gushes and gushes of liquid that's coming out. And it's like, this woman has this look on her face. It's like so satisfying. It's the best thing that has ever happened to her. It's so enjoyable. But again, that's not everyone's experience, nor in some of those cases that you see in porn, is it actually a realistic experience? You know, I've actually heard of people that I know that work in the porn industry of people shooting up water inside their vaginas so that when it gets to the squirting scene, it looks to be as if they are releasing more than what is actually happening, right? So just keep that in mind, okay? And for the men that are listening, there's also this conversation that needs to take place around our ego, right? So we men, you have to kind of set your ego aside because if you were coming into this situation where you're want, you're on this mission, you want to make your partner squirt and you are then sort of feeling defeated. If she doesn't end up squirting, you start to have that feeling of defeat. She sees that feeling of defeat. Now she is now worried about you rather than worrying about herself. 
and the fact that the squirting is not happening. And the last thing you want to do is for your woman to start feeling like something is wrong with her or that she's broken or this isn't, you know, it's not working correctly for her. That is not really a feeling that anybody wants to feel in the bedroom. So, but that is where our ego comes into. So again, if we are, and, and same thing, you know, vice versa for women, when we're giving a man a blowjob, right? And let's say that they're not coming right away. It's not about us. <laughs> you know, we, again, this is going back to our conversation of taking responsibility, all of us taking responsibility for our pleasure, for our or- orgasm. It's not about us, right? We have to take responsibility for our own, our own things and really eliminate that shame, eliminate that expectation that we sometimes so easily place on other people. So, you know, squirting again can be a really emotional experience for a woman to have, especially if it's her first time. And especially if it happens for the first time and she doesn't know actually what's happening, if she's never heard of this or been educated on this, right? So, you know, really you as the man, as the person that is initiating the squirt, ideally this could be a woman too, if it's a female to female relationship, but you as the person that is initiating and trying to trigger with your positions and whatnot, this person on the other end to squirt, there is this emotional space that you need to be able to hold for them to really have that experience that one, you're probably wanting them to have, but also that they're wanting and deserving of having. When you can hold that 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 emotional space for them and provide that feeling of safety and security for them in that setting, in that sex space to where then they feel comfortable enough to be able to let go and release some of that control. Kenneth talks about in his book, you know, experiences with sexual partners that he's had along his journey and just the, the amount where he can see in these women when the they're able to let go of that shame of that trauma and they're able to be in the moment they're able to let their bodies flow freely no pun intended when they're allowing their bodies to just go freely uh he's had partners come up them afterwards and 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 share with them their years of shame and and saying like I never actually knew that I was holding on to this I I never knew that I was clenching onto this or, you know, not letting this go. And this has been such an emotional release for me. And that's, again, that's the emotional side of squirting. It can be such an emotional release. So whatever emotions are coming up for you, or if you're the one that's in giving, giving the, <laughs> giving the squirt, um, again, holding space for that person and holding space for whatever emotions to come up that are going to come up. Oftentimes it can be an emotional experience where maybe that person starts to cry. Maybe they start, their body starts to quiver. Maybe they start to laugh. You know, really anything is, is game with this. Um, and again, taking your ego off the table, I cannot stress this enough so that neither of you feels incompetent in what it is that you are trying to accomplish. So thinking through the voluntary versus involuntary reflex. So it's it's involuntary reflex versus voluntary control. That's like the two differences. That's what can happen when our body is triggered. And I also want to say, this is a really important thing to know that orgasm and squirting are two separate things. When you orgasm, a squirting isn't necessarily going to happen. And as you are squirting, 
orgasm isn't necessarily going to happening. So the two can happen separately and they can also happen together. Okay. So that's really important to know as well. So this idea of the involuntary reflex, and he gives a great analogy in his book here. It's like when you are poked in the eye, right? Immediately your body has that defense mechanism to blink. However, after getting poked in the eye, you might blink right away involuntarily, even like when I get too close to my eye, right? Like it is a defense mechanism. But after getting poked in the eye, you can consciously put your focus on your eyes to then not blink, right? So the same thing, it's the same concept when squirting is happening. So we have, it has a lot to do with your pelvic floor muscles and it has a lot to do actually with like this this notion, this method of bearing down, if you will. And you have this muscle, if you will, this, uh, it's similar to the sphincter muscle, which is found in the anus, but this muscle, it's called the BC muscle. And it stands for bulbo, <laughs> cavernosis muscle. I'm probably butchering that. It's a very long word. It kind of sounds like a dinosaur if I'm being honest. Um, but for squirting to occur, bearing down must happen strongly enough to bypass the closed state of this muscle and also generate enough pressure to move the liquid through the urethra while the urethral sponge is swollen around it. So there's a lot of uh, force really that needs to happen. You know, again, when the science, when you're thinking the science behind this, and a lot of force, and then also a lot of control. So if a if a woman is not wanting to squirt, she can like feel this, this sensation coming on. It is actually something that she can control if she has that conscious control around it to stop it from happening. And then there is the other side of this where, again, if you've, if it's been like kind of out of nowhere and it happens to you for the first time, then there's that involuntary reflux as well. So again, the, the name of the game here is really making sure that she feels safe and relaxed enough so that she can let go. That is, that is again of the utmost importance here is making sure that you are providing that safety for her to be able to, to, to just be again, to be in that state and to release and relax. All right. So now to the good part. So getting into some of these techniques and things, <laughs> if you will. So first and foremost, kind of setting up your space you have, if you haven't listened to the podcast, like how to sex up your space, pull some of the things that I talked about from that podcast and really setting, set up your space to make it a more intimate, comfortable, inviting setting for your partner and for you. And then laying down a waterproof blanket. My favorites, the ones that I recommend are from Yoni Pleasure Palace. They make waterproof blankets, I would say to get size large at least, um, but they make small, medium, large, and extra large, I believe. But getting you a waterproof, proof, why can I not say waterproof? Waterproof blanket. Thank you. Waterproof blanket and uh, setting that down or um, even like a waterproof cover or pads, if you will, a towel even, uh, but waterproof blanket is going to be way more sexy and inviting. It's like a plush texture and just get the blanket if you can. So you want to set your space. Then the first thing that I would recommend, and Kenneth also talks about this in his book too, but when you're coaching your partner, because again, if this is something new for her and new for you, there's a couple different ways that I want you to go about this to, for both of you really to learn. And 
I know when I use this, you know, this word learn, learning in the sex, learning in the bedroom, it maybe not, maybe doesn't like sound super sexy, but this is, this is like almost necessary really. And you can make it sexy. Okay. That's why I said, listen to the sex up your space, get you some candles, get some incense going, some red, red lighting, whatever you need and make your space sexy. Okay. So with this, uh, with this idea, starting with a dildo or a vibrator first, not with the vibration on just something solid, but some sort of toy that you can insert vaginally. And what you want to do first, you want to insert that dildo inside her vagina up into up into like that G-spot area. So at least two inches or more. And you want to insert that dildo. And then you want to tell her to pull in, to like strengthen and contract her pelvic floor. And what that is basically meaning you can coach her to say, like, try to try to like pull this in even more. Right. And as a woman, you know, it's like this, this, it's like doing a Kegel, right? So trying to Kegel when this is inside, you want to have her first master that, and then you want to have her master the pushing out. So try to then push out the dildo against, you know, you're still going to be holding it, but then have her having her try to push it out. Okay. And I hope that you're following along with my language here. I feel like I'm speaking a little bit more to the person that is trying to initiate the squirting. Um, but really, I know I understand. I want to just honor that. I know that the people that are listening generally are going to be the ones that are trying to squirt. So, you know, reiterate this to your partner to re, re give this information to your partner as needed. Okay. So you're going to first start with that practice first with a dildo or a vibrator. Again, no vibration on, just something solid. And then I want you to do that same thing with your fingers. So having your partner insert their fingers, one or two fingers with lubricant, obviously same thing with the dildo. Please use a lubricant. Water base would be recommended. Um, inserting to that G-spot area. So that's about two inches in, two inches forward. It's going to feel like a spongy almond. So when you're inserting and you're pressing up against the G-spot, there's pressure against the G-spot, doing those same actions. The, the pelvic floor tightening, so the Kegel, if you will, so acting like you're trying to pull in the fingers first and then trying to push out the fingers. And for the pushing out for the women that are listening, thinking of like when you bear down to take out a tampon or take out your diva cup, um, that's that's that act, like that bearing down to remove those things. That's the same concept. So really just kind of letting go and like pushing almost, right? So why you want to do that is because your part you want your partner when you're doing it with fingers, you want them to actually be able to feel what it feels like inside your body for you to be doing that pushing and pulling contraction, because we can't, we can't expect really to know what we're doing. We can't even expect our partners to be able to coach us through this process if they don't know what it feels like. So practicing first with the dildo so that you yourself, the person that's trying to squirt can get, get the movements down and then having the practice going in with fingers. So then that way, when they're, penis, ideally, if this is a man, if their penis is is inside of you, they know now they know what that contraction is going to feel like, and they know what that bearing down is going to feel like. And so then they're able to coach you a little bit better throughout that process. All right, we're getting to the end here. So the last thing we're going to talk about is your position. Well, and when I say your position, the person that is getting in position to get you to squirt. (laughs) So their position really, again, based on who's listening to this. So ladies, 
if you are lying on your back, and also I want to say squirting can happen from just clitoral stimulation, but in general, if this is something that you're new to, the G-spot stimulation is going to be the easiest way to kind of learn your body and, and understand this a little bit better. So getting, getting a position where you're lying on your back foreplay, I haven't really mentioned this much, but let me just say arousal and safety are probably the two most important key factors when it comes to this. So we've already talked a lot about the safety, providing that your partner feels safe and secure enough to where that she's in a position where she's comfortable to let go, to release. And then the arousal, arousal has to be there in order for the squirting to occur. So if we're going back, so we're starting with the dildo and maybe you just have one sex session where you try with the dildo and then maybe the next time you try with fingers. Regardless, initiating squirting first with fingers so that again, you can master this process. So when you have your position, you understand the muscle muscle contractions, the the, the squeezing and the pulling, um, I'm sorry, pulling and pushing, you understand this, then you are ready, right? So you have your fingers pressed up against her G-spot and Kenneth Play, he made this amazing video on Pornhub that you can probably go and find if you search him. Um, but again, he shows this technique in his module that I was mentioning in the Sex Hacker Pro course as well. So basically the woman is lying flat on her back and it's actually here in the book. So if you're watching on YouTube, which maybe this is going to be your reasoning to watch on YouTube or, you know, scroll to this point, but I'll show you it in the book here. So this is the position that he recommends that you are in. So the woman is lying flat on her back. Then the man is kneeled next to her. Okay, so he is kneeled next to her. And then he takes his arm, depending on what side he is, the arm that's closest to her head is going to reach over across her body. So now he's almost in like a tabletop position above her, hovering above her. Then you're going to take that leg that is farthest from you and prop it up against your arm. So she's now in like a scissor position, basically, as you can see here um, from the page in the book. So her one of her legs is back and then you are hovered over her because to be able to trigger this squirting, it's going to take rapid movement, <laughs> rapid movement of stimulating that G-spot area and her bearing down and being able to release for the squirting to occur, okay? So when you're in that G-spot area, it's it's gonna take a lot out of you and you wanna really use your entire arm, not just your fingers. You don't want your, just your fingers going back and forth and not just your hand going back and forth, like literally your whole arm, like almost like going up and down this, like rocking up against her pelvis and up against her vulva. So when you when you're in just first that arousal process, you know, communicating with your partner, making sure that that she or you that's listening, making sure that you feel aroused and you can essentially give your partner the go ahead to then go ahead and initiate, you know, this the squirting technique whenever they're ready. So the the man, the person that's initiating the squirting, he they're in a tabletop position above over you. That other hand that's on the bed that is that is bracing you, that is giving you more control over what your other hand, your free hand is doing, that also gives you full exposure to the vulva, her vulva to see what's going on. And when you're using those one or two fingers, the palm of your hand basically is going to be able to also give her some clitoral stimulation. So 
when you are stroking, you're stimulating that G spot back and forth, just like you would in, you know, any sort of finger motion. You got that nice hook again, two inches in, two inches forward. So making sure that the fingers are hooked inside, feeling around for that spongy almond. And then when you get the go ahead, you, you can see that she's fully aroused. Ooh, also, I need to mention uh, getting the sensation that you're going to pee. Generally, when you're playing with G-spot simulation, that sensation that is that you have to pee is present. That's okay. That is normal. Um, and this is another reason why it's important to have a waterproof blanket uh, nearby. And, you know, coaching your woman, and he says right in here, like telling her, it's your job to make a mess right now. <laughs> you know, so don't worry about that. Like, just let go of that shame, release that. Oh my gosh, what if, what if this happens? Okay, so when you get that go ahead, you are using your entire arm and you're giving that back and forth motion really, really vigorously. And he says in here in his experience that he can really only last about maybe 30 seconds or so with doing this as forcefully as you need to. And in his uh, experience, which he's had over thousands of sexual partners, again, he's a porn educator, thousands of partners that in general, once, once the desire is there, the arousal is there, and then he starts initiating this very intense, vigorous motion, generally the female partners are, or, are squirting within 15 seconds or so. Now, again, this isn't, this isn't like a, this isn't to say that if it doesn't happen in 15 seconds, it's not going to happen. This is something really that you can practice. This is something that might take time for somebody to experience. So, you know, we're not all sex hacker pros out here, <laughs> if you will. So initiating that, <clears throat> that vigorous movement up and down, up and down, up and down. Again, your palm of your hand is going to be giving her clitoral stimulation. This is going to be making it more pleasurable for her. And then generally, this is when you would see the squirting happen. Okay. Now, the last thing I'll mention here is going to be the use of toys. Because again, if your if your hand, if this is something that for the person that's giving, if this is something that's difficult for you, or you feel like you can't really uh, get it going right, they make amazing, amazing sex toys like this one that I have here. This is actually something that we used to carry in our line. We no longer have it. But a toy like this, this is a stainless steel toy. This one is actually made of rose gold. Uh, it's pretty. It's actually a decoration in my office, which now that I'm recording this podcast, um, will definitely be going, getting cleaned and going into our uh, toy bin <laughs> to be able to practice squirting ourselves. So using this, the smaller end and inserting this, you now know where the G spot area is because you just felt it with your fingers, but then using this toy and being able to use this toy, rocking it back and forth as vigorously as you need to with your hand holding the other end to be able to stimulate that area and trigger the squirting. And then you have this hand doing this, you have this other hand free to be able to be pushing up against the top of her vulva, giving that clitoral stimulation, um, or even just pressure there to the bladder area can be really nice. So, um, and also maybe a vibrator on the clitoris. <laughs> you guys, you know, I talk about opening act all the time, like any vibrator that you have, rose vibrator, whatever you got going on at home, um, you know, having a toy like this inserted vaginally to that G-spot area and then having something vibrating on the clitoris can also make this a more enjoyable experience. So whew, that was so good. <laughs> I know I am uh, biased when it comes to this, but holy shit, this is this was a really good informative podcast. This wasn't, this is the most detail that I've ever been able to talk about um, when it comes to squirting. Again, I've been a guest on other podcasts to talk about this, but um, this was definitely like a very well-rounded episode on, on squirting. So 
in conclusion here, you know, making sure that your partner is grounded, you, if you are the partner, making sure that you are grounded, making sure that you're setting up your space, making sure that the emotional support is there. Um, in my mind, there's nothing sexier than a man that really knows what he's doing, understands the anatomy, is able to provide that masculine uh, pillar, is able to coach me through what is going on, is able to alleviate my wandering mind or my anxious mind when that starts to become, you know, part of the equation. So um, this would be a great episode, ladies, if you're listening to send to your partner, obviously. And, um, you know, men, you, you have some, you have some things that you learned in this episode. So have a conversation with your partner. If, if your partner is a female, if it's something that you want to experience scoring with, let her know that you listen to this podcast and that you learned some new things and that you want to try to experience something new together. <laughs> All right. Yay. And I'll definitely report back and let you know once I had my first squirting experience. Yay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did creating it for you. Have a wonderful, wonderful juicy day and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you really fucking loved it, make sure to tag me on social media at the Rachel Main. I'll see you next week.